Hi, this is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117, and you're listening to Geekaholics, all things geek. And finish the fight. Chief, out. Is it an African or European swallow? <laughs> no, uh, but um, I guess we'd start with... And we're finally back. Uh, this is the Geekaholics, the podcast about all things geek. I'm of your host, Charlie. I'm Keith. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. we got a full garage tonight. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Sorry. Half of us work VisionCon and the other half... Are probably going to work VisionCon next year, whether they like it or not. No. <laughs> um, oh, oh, uh, fuck you, Windows Ten. <laughs> We're just going to hide that for now. You go away. Um, <coughs> but we are back. Um, some of you might recognize that song. Uh, that is from Lord of the Rings, the movies. Now we're going to just talk kind of generally about Lord of the Rings tonight. That's the movies, the animated movies. The books, any of the shitty video games, <laughs> any of the okay video games. Let's go say there's a decent. Yeah, they're not all shitty. The original video games are pretty bad. Yeah. GameCube one was good. Even all the way up through the PS2 ones. The PS, the first PS2 one was okay. Oh, the blue it. one, then the other ones. Oh, the, 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 the blue one. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was the Battle two for towers. Homes Deep. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah the two it was towers. Just the two towers. Oh, I get a rant about Lord of the Rings Conquest. I'm excited for this. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. awful game. Um, now, real quick, before we get too far into the meat of the episode, what is everybody drinking? I have the O'Fallon Cherry Chocolate Beer. Oh, cherry Chocolate. Fancy. Not bad. Not bad. Um, I have the Dogfish Head Palo Santo Marone. Wood-aged brown ale. This is supposed to be an unfiltered, unfettered brown ale. <laughs> Do you know how much that is? A four-pack? Uh, $30? $17. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's 12%. It's like a wine. So, uh-huh. mm. yeah, Whatever works. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I did pay for it once, but that not that group of it. Alex, what you got? I have a, a just a smattering of ale um, ciders. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got... <clears throat> Some wine. Yeah. If we're talking Vino. Lord of the Rings. We're going to talk about, we're going to drink some sweaty Italian feet wine. No, <laughs> this is not bad. Um, I actually, I've just recently started drinking wine. I actually like this. If I can get the fucking cork back out of it, you son of a bitch. I have to get my decorker. <laughs> Your decorker. <laughs> corkscrew. It, it, yeah. Hey, it's a lithium ion rechargeable corkscrew. It goes, oh. does this pop? Oh. It's one of the shitty corks, too, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it yeah, is. Look at it oh, huh. Come on, suck that cork. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it right out of there. Suck that cork. <laughs> Didn't even spill a drop. <laughs> Suck that cork. <laughs> hey, that was all teeth. <laughs> I know some people uh, are into Ring the bell. Ding the bell. Uh, well, this is the McNaughton. Giving the bottle a rub job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever worked, the cork got out of it. Now I can drink this shit. <laughs> but this is the um, McNaughton... Just the Concord? It's the Concord. No special name? Nope. Well, Picked Punch, but there's no label oh, on it. Picked Punch. Ah, no, I've had this Concord. before. Do you want to hand me my fancy wine glass back there? No. 
No, no, not that. It's, it's the an Coke actual glass. glass the Coke glass. Yeah, because we're fancy here. We don't drink out of mason jars. We drink <laughs> out of Coke glasses that were free from McDonald's a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, but this basically <laughs> tastes like uh, Welch's grapefruit juice, but it's like 14%. Grapefruit. Or not grapefruit. Ah, grapefruit. I was going to say grapefruit. You grape would be juice, drinking grape it. juice. I couldn't drink it. I'd be if puking. You, if he managed to make grapes taste like grapefruit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> magic man. <laughs> magic man. Like, it's like if he just filled this with water and then mm-hmm. turned it to wine. <laughs> look over there. Look over there. Ooh, look what I did. <laughs> I walked on water too, so it's possible. Anyway. Jesus wept. Alex, do you want to try I know you don't usually like wine. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. I just won't smell it. That's really good. <laughs> and That's Alex very doesn't tasty. like wine. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. It's the, the main problem that I always have with wine is I can't get past the smell. And that, yeah. you know, I just, you know. Hold your nose and. <laughs> hold the nose and take a sip. It's delicious. But it, like every wine I've ever smelled in the history of ever, smells like ass. <laughs> yeah, most of them do. Yeah, so. Um, I'm sorry to our to our listeners if you're a wine connoisseur. I'm sorry that your drink smells okay. like ass. It, uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> That's a way to come back on the air, folks. <laughs> Piss off the two listeners we have left. Because <laughs> they've been waiting for new episodes. Um, but uh, so we're going to talk Lord of the Rings. Uh, this one you will probably not hear me talk too much. Simply because, you know, I I understand people love these movies and books and this genre. Great for them. Understand it. There's a reason I'm wearing the Eye of Agamotto tonight. Because much like how Doctor Strange can stop time, that's what Tolkien's writing does for me. So. <laughs> I can't argue with that. No, no. No, my whole problem with it is, well, I guess I shouldn't say problem. The movies are a pretty faithful rendition of the books. He cut, but he also cut out a lot of that stuff. But it's still in there. Like why this Hobbit is mayor is because he has slightly fuzzier feet than the other Hobbits, and because he had the fuzzier feet, this allowed him to go up into the briar patch of the Shire, where he was able to get the specific fruit that this other Hobbit wanted way back in the day. And it, that's how he, his you like story really writing confused goes. Alex I know. right there. <laughs> but that's like how his story writing is. It's like, oh, Frodo is descended from Bilbo, who is descended from Dildo Daggins. <laughs> <laughs> and Dildo was once mayor of Hobbiton because he had fuzzier feet than everybody else. And the reason he had the fuzzier feet was blah, 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 blah. I like that. This, blah, I like blah, that blah, as blah, a person blah. who who professes to not like Tolkien, you're writing your own fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, you know, because Bilbo that doesn't Dildo appear anywhere. <laughs> no, I'm just no. using it as a Dildo, Dildo example. Dildo I mean, don't get me wrong. The <laughs> Dildo man will, swaggins. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. The man can spend half a page discussing the color of grass. You know, and, but I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck in, you're talking about. In my brain, it was just constantly going, get on with it. Yeah. No, so. it's uh, <laughs> Tolkien. Uh, they could really use some abridged versions. And oh, I've got the unabridged Silmarillion in there. I'm just like, nope. Oh, that's, nope, a, that's a rough nope, read. That. No yeah, way Silmarillion's <laughs> hard to read, even if you're a Tolkien fan. Yeah. And it's not, like I said, it's not that I hate his stuff. It's just. If I ever have, like, literally, if I ever have trouble sleeping, I go and I grab one of the Lord of the Rings books. I read about a page and I fall asleep. So. 
that's where I'm at on that. And the movies, you know, they're great. I know people that literally spend 666 minutes every year watching the extended editions back to back to back. Because if you put if you put them all together, they're 666 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something, people. <clears throat> but you know, and it's it's just it's not my bag, baby. <laughs> Where do we want to start? Well, well, you've and let me. I'm gonna cut Alex off here real quick. This is probably gonna be a multi episode episode. Oh, so God, yeah. I'm just forewarning you. You're not gonna get it all in one shot. No. <laughs> Ding the bell. <laughs> <sighs> I had all this pent up for a while. Ding the bell again. <laughs> well, I'm fairly certain. Uh, I guess we should probably start with like. <laughs> probably start with you know what was your first Lord of the Rings experience? Mm. Um. <laughs> well, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's Hobbit. But I want to. It's go still ahead. part of the Lord of the Rings. It's part of the part of yeah. the Lord of the Rings story. Technically, expand the universe. It's I, uh, part of that universe. Yeah. Trying to think, because Hound of the Baskervilles, one year, I got a D on the book report because she's like, "You read the back, you just read the synopsis on the back, and basically plagiarized that." And I'm like, "What?" And mom and dad went up and kind of chewed him out because if you read it, it was, I didn't like this book because it was boring, and here's the reasons why I found it boring. Like, where is that on the back of the book? <laughs> yeah, you know the review on the back of the book says why the book sucks. Yeah, and that's I know usually you're sure, what they do. Right I know you're a Sherlock guy, but Hounds of the Baskervilles yeah, pretty damn boring. Yeah. And basically, the same thing happened a couple of years later. Actually, no, that was one where I got so tired of reading it by about chapter three. I actually did just read the synopsis on the back, and I got a B plus on that book report. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know, whatever. But that was mine. It was six. Grade, fifth or sixth grade, and it was oh everybody's got to read the Hobbit, and there's me and a couple other people are like oh my god gouge my eyes out. It just it it's never been my thing. Uh, after that, I would say it jumps. Well, <laughs> no, it goes to the shitty animated movies, <laughs> which probably been about around the same time. We'll get there a little bit. I feel the first serious Lord of the Rings things probably Fellowship when it came out in theaters. Chris. Uh, mine was The Hobbit. I was probably, how old was I, eight or nine when I first started reading it. It was, uh, I think it was Ollie's uh, copy of it, actually, that he uh, let you read. So, But I, and like Charlie, actually enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, the main difference with The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings books to me is all the goddamn singing <laughs> in The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> During The Hobbit, shit gets done. Yeah, shit gets done. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably why I liked it more, because I've, I've read the Lord of the Rings books once, and that was quite the journey to get through those, but there was just so much singing in it, but The Hobbit, I always went back to and, and read quite a lot, is probably my most read book next to, of course, the Harry Potter series as a kid, um, and then shortly after that was the uh, Rankin-Bass <laughs> Hobbit movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the first and only animated Lord of the Rings movie I have seen. It was it was pretty bad. Oh, for those of you wondering what the Rankin Bass like, there's animated movies. Yeah, from like the mid mid to late seventies. Yeah, Rankin the Bane Bass. of Wizards. They are fucking terrible. And yeah. Return of the King is the worst one by far. 
Rankin Bass, I believe, was either a production or an animation studio who was ultimately <laughs> responsible for those. Either way, they're not business anymore, and it's well-deserved. <laughs> yeah, fairly certain they're not. Keith? Oh, that was Jeremy Plink. My actual first contact with the thing would have been Fellowship in college. Okay. Uh, Jeremy took me to see it. It was like, okay, you know, it's fantasy, D&D-ish, stuff like that. I went and saw it with Jeremy, who was my roommate at the time at MU. Uh, Seth, you know, enjoy the movie. Oh, this is great. This is great. They come up over a, a, a hillside, and the Doosh. credits start. And I actually said out in the theater, what the fuck? And <laughs> <laughs> um, was kind of mad at that time, because it was yeah. the, oh, oh, shit, we gotta wait like a fucking year or something for the next one or uh-huh. something. And Jeremy's like, yeah, you didn't know that? I was like, no, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, it's a trilogy. Because yeah. that was like when they first started doing that thing of... It's going to be a trilogy. It was a series of movies that uh-huh. came out. It's also the first blockbuster they filmed back to back to back yeah. with no breaks. Yep. Um, back to the Future did it with two and three, but but not one, two, and three. No, not two. all the way together. And Pirates of the Caribbean did that as well but, with two and three, also I believe. Yeah. But they came out after Lord of the Rings did. Uh, so, so that was my first thing, and then we all as a group went and seen Two Towers with Jeremy and Sky and you and everybody, and then I think we all seen Return of the King too. I think it was that was one of the things the high school friends would do because it came out our was either our senior year. It had to been your senior because it had been my freshman year in college. Yeah. So it had been senior year. We went and saw it together. So Christmas break, we all went to see the next one, and then Christmas break, we saw the next one again. And I think Two Towers was the time when I had finished my popcorn bucket. And I got so bored, I ripped the front of it out and put it on my head like a helmet so I could be Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it, oh, it happened. Two Towers is the one where he was getting ready to go see the Midnight Showing, because that was also the first time going to see Midnight Showing for mm-hmm. something. That fucktard came in the lounge there at MU, and Sky said, you sit down, you shut the fuck up or right I now, don't ruin you. this movie. <laughs> or I will kill you. <laughs> and I don't think the girl has a mean bone in her body. Nope. Except for then. <laughs> oh, God, that was also when I was super sick, and yeah. I was eating... Straight coffee beans because I was so fucking tired, but we were going to go see this movie. And then I also started taking um, the honey cough drops, and that combination's kind of like LSD, apparently. God. She said laid. laid. Yeah, Charlie was tripping while he was watching his Lilo and Stitch saying she got laid. I don't know like what it was. drooling in the corner in the couch. Like something about that combination just yeah. fucking's like LSD. <laughs> That's also when I went back to grab some sodas to take to the movie theater, and Jeremy and Sky was banging one out before they went to see the movie. And then, so. didn't she have a kid nine months later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, testiculo. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, baby. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll kind of loop him back to Lord of the Rings here. Believe it or not, I have actually read Fellowship, and about halfway through Two Towers, far I said, fuck it, it ain't worth it. One of the last things I remember reading was Mary and Pippin basically sitting there drink they smoking the, the, the pipe weed after they had destroyed Isengard. Oh the yeah. ants had destroyed Isengard. That's a good scene. I like that. I wish that it would would have been in the actual movie. Like they're just camping out like smoking well, hey their guys, pipes here while, for a while Isengard burns and or drowns. Aren't you taller? Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah. Um my first experience with Lord of the Rings was pretty much like Everyone else, uh, well, like Chris, uh, I read The Hobbit probably when I was five or six. Um, I, much like my novelization of The Empire Strikes Back, I wore my copy into 
loose leaf, basically, reading it over and over and over again. Um, of course, I saw the Rankin-Bass cartoons as a child. <laughs> um, I remember for a long time, I couldn't remember where I had seen it. And there's, there's, a, there's a space of about 15 years here from originally seeing it until I saw it again later in life. Where I just remember there's this this part in this movie where this guy gets his finger ripped off by like a frog fish man. <laughs> and I could not, for the life of me, place where that happens. That's not inaccurate. <laughs> and turns out later in life when I was watching the abysmal Return of the King by the Rankin-Bass animation, uh-huh. uh, I was like, oh yeah... That that moment stuck with me for from like childhood into adulthood. <laughs> Much like Tim Curry's Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. So you know, being bad and everything like that, it still it still had a couple of images in it that managed to to stick in my mind. Watch it once and then cuss us out because we told you to watch it once. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you have never seen it, don't don't just don't. It's just don't. I mean, uh, people can make fun of the. The like ambiguously gay ending of Return of the King, the the <laughs> Peter Jackson one. Duo. Yeah, uh, you can make fun of that, <laughs> and that's bad enough. If you go watch the Rankin Bass cartoon of Return of the King, you will be it will be forever tarnished in your mind. You will never be able to watch Return of the King ever again without evoking imagery and the singing and the terrible, terrible things that happen in that animated movie. So just, just don't. Um, I didn't get into like uh, the the actual Lord of the Rings trilogy until um, I want to say like sixth or seventh grade, but once I did, I read them voraciously like within a period of like three days i think i read all three of them and then i continued to read them pretty much the rest of my life at least twice a year up until i reached the point where i had them like memorized and didn't have to read them anymore as as far as the movies are concerned uh, you know whatever but uh yeah we'll go into that in greater detail if I remember right, I think Netflix is doing a new re-edition of them. Um, I don't on know. Netflix only, I believe, The Lord of the Rings. If You're, I remember right. I, I know they're doing up. Lost in Space. And apparently are. the robot <clears throat> is a geth. So. Apparently what? The robot from Lost in Space. Netflix is redoing Lost in Space. I know that. The robot literally looks like a geth glide. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, well, you know, whatever. No, I'm fine. I like the Geth. I yeah. like Mass Effect. Oh, well, our, re- our readers, whatever the fuck. Listeners, I, they can finish the sentence for me. I don't need to go any further. Yeah. So. You've, you've definitely discussed... He hasn't discussed... been that betrayed since Mass Effect 3. Hey, at least it beats episode 1. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm sorry. It's... Um... I believe it's Amazon. Let me re- read this article here. Ooh, I've got Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazon has closed a massive deal, close to $250 million to acquire global TV rights. That's, that's just farting in a bucket blah, 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 for blah, blah, Amazon. Blah. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm reading through. You can continue. I'm going to find this. So we discussed that Charlie does not much care for the novels. Oh. Um, 
Okay. They're just not my thing. I um, get it. I understand why people like them. Apparently, this uh, TV series um, is going to explore new storylines preceding the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what it's going to be. It's yeah. an in-betweener. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, playing fast and loose with the Lord of the Rings canon is a double-edged sword. Because yeah. they saw how well Shadows of War and uh, whatever. Shadow of Shadow Shadows. of Mordor. Yeah, yeah. just... Because it's Did. Shadow of Mordor and Shadow, Shadow of War, of so I just refer to it as the Shadow of Trilogy because that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which are good games. <laughs> but yeah, they are good games. Um, Keith, what about you? What's your opinion on the novels if you've read I've them? I've never read them. Never read I've them. I've never read any of the novelization. I've just seen the movies. And I've always heard that they, you know, he was a long read and stuff like that, so I never had any desire to read him. He's, ex- he's excessively wordy. He he really is. I give Stephen King a lot of flack for being excessively wordy and overly descriptive about <laughs> things, but if I had to guess, I'd say he probably got that inspiration from the Tolkien. Token. I think a lot of people did. Now, I know, when exactly did the original books come out? God, I don't From know. 1930s or 40s. I mean, no, it was after World War II. Was it two? Was it it was after World War II. Might have been 1952. Let me yeah. look it up They here. came out roughly the same time as the Chronicles of Narnia, because yeah. him and C.S. Lewis were buddies in the war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was after World War II. That's I'll why everything kind of parallels. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll look it up real quick okay. here. I'm Jesus fair. Allegory Lion? Yeah. <laughs> Jedi Jesus Allegory <laughs> Lion. Uh, the Hobbit came out in 1937. Okay. Ooh. Lord of the Rings. Closer to the mic. That's not a um, great mic. Um, let me look here. Let me see when it came out. 1954 through 55. So those came out. And then the Silmarillion. <laughs> let me check that one out. Just he originally out. wrote them all as one story. Uh, Silmarillion was a lot later. 1977. Yeah. And he didn't even finish that. His kid finished that, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't interested. He wrote that for himself. It was his, his son. His kids that, are like, hmm, yeah. look, is it Christopher Tolkien? Yeah, I think I, so. Yeah. It like, was oh, his, look at all the money I could get. Cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching. Mm-hmm. His, his son was the one who published that, as well as some other stuff like uh, The History of Tom Bombadil, which doesn't actually have anything to do with Tom Bombadil. Tom Bob- Side story, since you brought up Tom Bombadil. Cut My out. favorite part of the fucking Fellowship of the Rings was Tom Bombadil, because without that fucker, they don't make it out of the Shire. Without him, they're dead. Well, they don't make it out of the Barrow Downs. Without him, they are dead. And they cut him out of the movie. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Well, they didn't even go in. Did they go into the Barrow Downs in the movie? Don't I don't think so. they omitted that entire thing. They, they, just they went straight the, from the Shire to just, Bree. I, just I thought the Barrow Downs editions. was supposed to be when they were like hiding from the Ring Wraith. Because no. I just watched the extended editions. They go out. Um, Sam and Frodo do. Then they see some of the elves going to um, the Grey Havens. Grey Havens. Yeah. And then they go into well, they meet Mary and Pippin at Farmer Maggot's field, and then they go uh-huh. into Bree, and they yeah. cut that whole Tom Bombadil yeah. thing out. Yeah, so they never go into the Barrow Downs. They never encounter Old Man Willow. So they never have any. Yeah, they never have any reason to encounter Tom Bombadil. They eliminate that whole section of the story. Fucking book for me. For me, he was the best part of the book, and they cut him out, motherfuckers. Um. Yeah. So excessively wordy, overly descriptive. You know, I like to say that he could spend a half a page describing the color of grass because it's true. If anything, Alex is not being, he's not, he's not exaggerating enough. It's more yeah. like a page, page and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't know. I just, I never really minded, I guess. Um, 
you know, because, and Chris, you, I think somebody mentioned that it was originally supposed to be one book. It was me. Yeah, and they decided to break it up into three because they didn't think anybody would read through it, which is hilarious because people won't read through it when it's three. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't have to when there's movies. Yeah. The Silmarillion is is like a collection of of. It's almost a treatise on elves. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the Bible yeah. of the elves. History, yeah, it's it's really just a treatise on elves, and it contains like. Some elements that people will recognize if you've read The Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, you know, like um, whenever they're discussing Aragorn and, um, um, God damn it, what's her name? Oh, Arwen. Arwen. You know, they're constantly um, uh, referencing Beren and Luthien, you know, and you don't know who the hell they are. Uh, They show up in the Silmarillion. They talk about how Sauron isn't like... He didn't start out evil. No, he's he is story. now. Um, they that's in the Silmarillion, you know, and turns out that Sauron's not even like the original nope. bad guy in the Lord of the in the in the history of Middle Earth. It's um, Mal- Malcor. Melkor. Melkor sounds right. Yeah, yeah. and um, people will recognize his second name um, from the. Uh, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, they, the Balrog of Morgoth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgoth was Malkor's other name, one of his other names. He's responsible for the Balrogs. Oh. Um, Sauron was just like his lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy was way worse than Sauron ever was, and Sauron just emulates him. If I remember right, Sauron was in his story like uh, Gandalf and all the wizards and... Sauron he's of that was. ilk, yes. Sauron is um, the he's a, a Valar or a, a, a yeah. Vala or something like I think that. I think you got it right. I think it's Valar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is of that ilk, but he, uh, oh man, Sauron like he's all over the place. Like in the the tale of Baron and Luthien, he like uh, he lives on an island, Mesteroshi, uh, where he's got a castle and. All of his servants are werewolves. And Done. Then, I want this highland. And then he servants. actually transforms into a werewolf, then into a snake, then into a vampire and flies away. It's it's a really complicated, long, involved story, but Sauron used to basically just be like a shapeshifter. It's the original Twilight. That's that's like his that's like his main deal because when he goes about like starting the creation of the one ring and getting that whole ball rolling he goes to the various peoples in a different guise each time so sauron's really just a shapeshifter um he he can take just about any form he chooses the elves um the 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 three main elven rings that galadriel elrond and i think um gilgalad or or somebody like that had um they knew what he was trying to do, so they actually kept uh, his ability to control them away, which is why um, originally, after he made the One Ring and he corrupted the Nine Men and the... Um, how many dwarves were there? Seven? Five? Mm. Four? Uh, I don't how's, remember how's exactly. Go? Five. I think it's the Five Dwarves. I think it is. Let me look it up. Five for the Dwarf Lords in their Halls of Stone. Nine for mortal men doomed to die. Uh, three for the elves. Three for seven. the elf lords. I'm sorry, it's, it's uh, seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone. Nine for they, mortal men doomed to five? die. 
I thought it was one, here. three, five, seven, nine, but let me read here. Nineteen rings okay. total. Uh, let's see here. Seven for the dwarf lords, three for the elven kings, nine for mortal men, one for the dark lord yeah. himself. It does skip. It does skip five then. Okay. Yep. Um uh, but they knew what he was trying to do, so they kept theirs separate. So right after he finished the one ring and corrupted the men, like the dwarves, all they got was greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the nine the men, of course, became more dwarf. <laughs> well, that's what really. Well, led no, to they the fit. They 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 started out as like friends to mm-hmm. elves and friends to men and so everything like that, and were very personable and everything like that. But after they were given the rings. That's what their corruption was. They retreated into their halls of stone and didn't want to trade with anybody, and they got greedy Same and just started hoarding, hoarding everything up over you know over time, and basically became more and more reclusive. That's what the that's what the and five rings did to them. Everyone or seven hates rings. them. Yeah. So and, nobody trusts yeah. them. They're greedy. They're grasping. They're this. They're that. That was what the one ring did to them. Yeah. The nine, of course, got turned into the ring race. Right. The, the Nazgul. Um, but Sauron could not corrupt the elves that way, and Sauron's whole objective was to rule Middle-earth or destroy it if he couldn't rule it. So the elves were the only thing standing in his way, so that's why he declared war on them. And at the very beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, where they're talking about the last alliance of elves mm-hmm. and men, the only reason the elves won that war is because the men stepped in. If they hadn't stepped in, Sauron would have defeated the elves, and then the whole world would have been under his control. And that's and even that's just um, Morgoth's dream. That's all Morgoth wanted to do was control Middle Earth. So Sauron's just emulating him. It's it's real. The Silmarillion like it gives you all these little tidbits of things like what's Sauron's motivation? What does he want to do? Because it doesn't say that in the book. It just really just says that he's bad. Sauron's bad. We don't know why. We don't know what he wanted does what he wants to do. But Sauron's bad. And but they don't give you any motivation. The Silmarillion gives you all that, but I will tell you that it is a tedious read. <laughs> I've got it, and I'm yeah. just like, nope. it is, it is, it is a ponderous tome that you really have to be a hardcore nerd to get through. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Just no, but no. <laughs> all right. So what are we on next? Two. We're going to talk about the movies. The yeah, movies. Yeah. yeah. And one interesting tidbit I would like to point out... Towards the mic. It's not um, the Return of the King did win the Academy Award for Best Picture, which I think is the first and only adventure movie to ever win it. Because they fucked over the other two movies those years. And I believe it's like the only sequel movie that's ever won it. Sounds about right. So that's just an interesting tidbit there. I think didn't, I, think I we... remember like there was a huge hue and cry... That the first two films got zero recognition. Mm-hmm. So two Towers is an excellent sequel. Yeah, it's it's Didn't an excellent. Didn't Return sequel. of the King win like nineteen awards uh, that year? Or something Titanic, however much yeah. Titanic got, I think Titanic. it was twelve. Titanic. Titanic. Maybe it was nominated for nineteen. But they got no love, and they were such fantastic movies and critical and critical success. You know, viewers, people who went to see them loved them. Had nothing but good things to say about them. Critics only had good things to say about them, and they got no love whatsoever mm-hmm. from the Academy. So I think okay. by Return of the King, they're like, okay, we can't ignore these films anymore just because they're not artsy fartsy films about you know God knows what. You it was think eleven. Okay. It was nominated for eleven and won all eleven, and holds the record for highest Oscar sweep ever. 
So there we you go. You would think the stupid Oscar fucking idiots would have they, learned their lessons from that. The Oscars, it, no. it's a the Academy the is giant a giant fucking joke. circle jerk. It's all it is. It's a joke. Yeah. And I, I was surprised Return of the King actually won all that because Hollywood doesn't really like Peter Jackson that much. Side they really don't. Take a little side adventure here. <clears throat> I call it Logicville. Yeah, I'm um, now, <laughs> now, to me, if you if you hear the word best, well, if it's the best, it probably made the most money, did the best at the box office. Not so, necessarily, but... Now, shouldn't the film that, you know, let's say Avengers... Avengers was a great movie for that year. There was pretty much shitty movies out that year with it. It should have been at least nominated. Nothing. Wasn't nominated. And it was, what, fucking Traffic or something? Something that cost like $50,000 to film. Some artsy-fartsy, stick-it-up-a-guy's-ass fucking bullshit. It's an agenda is all it is. Yeah. Now, to me, Avengers, great special effects, made like $1.3 billion. Hmm. By definition, that is best. It made the most money, therefore it is best. Yeah. Same could be said for the original Star Wars. I think it actually was nominated, but it lost. If I remember right. I, I'm just saying, throwing that out there. Because that movie changed Hollywood and the film industry in general. But it's just how the Academy is. It's how they always have and always will be. They, they only want to give awards to movies that they consider art. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. And then they wonder why nobody watches their, their award show. Well, yeah. the problem is, hmm. is half the movies that are uh, nominated for Best Picture, no one has seen because they're not really in theaters. They're only at film festivals. <laughs> they're in like you two know? theaters, and yeah, I was going to say one was Sundance, and the other was like Toronto Film Toronto, Festival. Um, yeah, South by Southwest. Uh, Average Joe can't go to those. You can't afford yeah. it. But anyway, getting back on track. <laughs> Keith's looking something <laughs> up over there feverishly. Warhorse won that year instead of Avengers. Okay. Okay. Well, you know. Whatever. No, correction. Sorry. Warhorse was nominated. The artist won. Sorry. It says winner oh, next to the one. Oh, the, the artist. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, it was oh, Warhorse, The Artist, Moneyball, Descendants, Tree of Life, Midnight in Paris, The Help, Hugo, Extremely Loud, and Incredibly Close. close. I've heard of two of those now, movies. Uh, Moneyball <laughs> is actually a really good movie. Moneyball and Warhorse was the only it's two I've heard movie. of. Ooh, you are. You are spiking, Keith. Sorry. I gotta turn you down or you're too loud, one of the two. There we go. But anyway, back to the movies, though. Um, if I remember right, uh, Peter Jackson actually wanted to do The Hobbit first as a single movie. But the studio said no for some odd reason and wanted him to do a trilogy with Lord of the Rings. And no one expected it to do well. It's just another one of those Hollywood uh, Cinderella stories like George Lucas and You know Spielberg why it did well? And, because it wasn't complete CGI. It was actual mm-hmm. models and fucking actual metalwork and shit like that. And you, it, mm-hmm. you can all tell. Mm-hmm. And I think they were all kind of blown away with how well it did. Because New Line, I think, was the production company, which is a lower yes. tier one. Yeah. It's not like Universal or, or Fox or someone like yeah. that did it. It was New Line Cinema. So to give you an idea of what he had to work with. Now, now, now. I wouldn't say Fox is a high production company. Well, they got bought out by Disney, so yeah. there you go. Because they wanted X-Men back. Yeah. So, like, and fuck stuff. you, Fox. I'll buy it all. <laughs> well, okay, let's all just, you know, give credit where credit's due. Fox has been a dumpster fire for years. I'm not oh, disagreeing yeah. with that statement. So It was a dumpster fire yeah. back in the 90s when Married with Children was out, and that was how it became popular. It made yeah. fun of that fact. Hell, it was a dumpster fire back in the 70s because they picked up George Lucas and no one else did. 
Just make us a little bit of money. The earliest, yeah, the earliest Fox 20th Century Fox blunder I can think of is the fact that they didn't retain the toy <laughs> rights. Lucas keep the toy right, the advertising to Star Wars. For Star Wars. Yep. He was mistaken. Because they thought it would be worthless, so they let him keep it. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know. Fox does not have a, a long laundry list of glowing accomplishments in the in the yeah. hindsight category. The only not thing usually. is probably the Simpsons because it's still on. <laughs> well, no, that lets you know that sustained them for years. <laughs> yeah. That lets you know that they don't because they should have canned it years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Simpsons yeah. Was, was the yeah. life support machine for Fox. Still is football. Was until they got bought out. In yeah. football. Yeah, and forget yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. yeah Charlie's right. Football, yeah. <laughs> football, football is all football, all money. Football, football, football. But anyway, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Back, on <top> of the <laughs> Back on top. Movies. Yeah. So fellowship. Let's let's discuss the Fellowship of the Ring movie. And my axe. <laughs> Up until the whole like. Oh God, the Jack Black where he gets the ring stuck on his dick. Yes. <laughs> Basically, the the entire first third of the film you can go ahead and keep, as far as I'm concerned. Of the the work up to Bill or Frodo getting the ring. Yeah, that whole bit up until they arrive at the um, uh, in Bree and meet Strider. Or what was Aragorn. the name of that bar? Something stallion, wasn't the it? Prancing the Prancing Pony. Prancing Pony. Pony. It's like it's yeah. the it's horse. Like stallion or pony? I don't remember Prancing which. Pony. <laughs> you can keep the whole first third of that film. I and, don't care about any of it. And, and why you know, is that? Well, I mean, for starters, it's boring as shit. And number two, yeah. uh, in just my opinion, the I've read part. the I've read the <laughs> books so many times that the most poignant <clears throat> parts of the first third of the Fellowship of the Ring aren't even in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the Tom Bombadil part. You've got that. You've got uh, the Barrow Downs. You've got Old Man Willow. You've got all these things that happen to them on the journey to Bree that aren't even in there. So basically, you've got these hobbits doing whatever it is that hobbits do. They're doing hobbity things on the way to Bree, and I just don't care. I you know I usually just turn my brain off for the first third of the film. I'm also going to point another thing here when Gandalf tells. Frodo to put the is it secret is it safe to put it away if I remember right he goes away for like 15 years or something isn't that in the book it's quite a bit of time it's not like an think, immediate I, think I don't know exactly how long it is but it, it is like a long years, maybe it's time. Five, but it's not like an immediate like a one uh-uh. month thing like it is in the movie it's a considerable amount yeah. of time he's gone for a long while Frodo's like well established mm-hmm as yeah, the he's rich. quote unquote yeah. master of yeah. bag end at that point he's rich by the time no, it may, it may have been back. 15 years just, yeah, that was, Frodo, uh, Bilbo's birthday's not in there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's well, a huge part. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's briefly mentioned, but it was a much bigger deal. Because he the was book giving that and, speech, he's basically like, "Fuck you all, I'm out of yeah. here." It's just there's there's a lot of things that are in the novel that weren't in there, and I just didn't, I couldn't find enough energy to care about the things that were happening just mm-hmm. yet. And I also like point at the end too. Um, with the uh, Urukai at the end is actually the first part of the Two Towers book. Yeah, yeah, it's not because the they end fellowship. getting out of the mind of yes. the fellowship. They get out of no, um, no. They get to Lothlorien. They and get they're leaving there. Lothlorien, and that's where it, they get in their boats and leave. I think that's where it ends. No, it's not. The attack no. isn't. The attack is the first. The part attack's of the, the first chapter the, of the Two Towers. No, it is not. Yes, it is. I no, promise it you. No, it is not. I promise you, it is. It is not the first chapter of the Two Towers. 
The first chapter of the two towers is everybody running. It's the first chunk of the two towers. Yeah. The attack is. No, it isn't. Boromir dies in Fellowship of the Ring. No, he doesn't. Because that was something I was screaming in the theater. Because I just read Fellowship. Are you looking it up, Christopher? I'm looking it up. Because the actual, the Two Towers movie, they take the first chunk of the Two Towers book and put it on the Fellowship because they felt that that needed closure. And they take the last chunk of it and put it on Return of the King. I'm pretty sure that the Fellowship is broken in Fellowship of the Ring. Everybody goes their separate ways. I'm looking it up. They're looking it up, okay. but I, w- I would wager money that it's that that attack is not until the first part of the two towers. So I remember screaming about that in the theaters. Okay, so what <laughs> happens? Um, the end of the book, Frodo and Sam leave, but it does not say that Mor- Boromir died yet. Let me look up okay. two towers. Let me look it up. I think the battle happens at the beginning of two towers. Let me look it up here. Let me just a moment. Bear with me here. It's been so yep. long. As Aragorn searches for Frodo, he suddenly hears Boromir's horn. That happens at the very beginning of the Two okay. Towers book. Yep. So the Fellowship is broken at the end of Fellowship, yeah, but the broken. battle with the Urukai hasn't happened what yet. What happened is, in okay. the movie, they must have <laughs> blended the two together. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they because somebody asked Peter end, Jackson about that. He said, you, we didn't leave a, well, leave a big cliffhanger like that for the first movie because it needed some sort of closure. closure. At the end, <clears throat> if someone dies, John Bean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the Fellowship book, I just looked it up. Um, essentially, what happens is Barmu tries to take the ring, Frodo runs away, and Sam comes with him. That's the end of the book. And then Two Towers starts. Everyone hears Barmu's horns. He's leading everyone away to save okay. the hobbits because he realizes that he did. He fucked up. I got my, and he my books, beginnings, and endings and then, confused oh, because happens. of how many times I've seen yeah, the movies. It, it happens. And then the last chunk of the Two Towers is actually the first chunk of Return of the King in the movies because they took the first little bit and split it between two movies or the titles that match up with the book titles i guess is the easiest way to do that well i mean cinematically you know having frodo and samwise walk away without knowing what's happening next cinematically that that'd be a terrible choice yeah he basically said this will piss people off and they won't come see the second one i don't remember how the two towers ends in the novelization book Ends like, with Shelob's lair. Yeah, it's like four chapters yeah, you take which out. is the like the first quarter. The actual of ending is Return when Frodo gets taken by the uh, the yeah. orcs. Is where the book ends. But anyway, fellowship. Back on fellowship here. Speaking of of things being related to other things, Shelob herself, while actually a powerful and and lore heavy character, believe it or not is just a child of something bigger than herself, a creature called Ungoliant, which served Morgoth as well. So there's another tie-in for you. Mm. Um, in the Shadow of War game, uh, Talion... That's one? the second one. That's okay. the second one. Talion actually encounters Shelob, and it turns out they're playing fast and heavy with the lore here, so you know, bear with me, but... It turns out that Shelob can also assume a fair guise. She can look like an elven woman. And so Talion actually interacts with Shelob. And it turns out that Shelob and Sauron worked together for a really long time. But in order to cover up his tracks for something that he had done, Sauron basically threw uh, Shelob under the bus and ran away. So yeah, she's pissed off at Sauron, which is why he lives. She lives over in the in the 
mountains on the outskirts of Mordor, and he lives in Mordor proper, and they just sort of have an un- uneasy love-hate alliance between the two of them. Now, why do you think the Fellowship of the Ring did so well in theaters? Because it obviously helps set up the rest of the two. And they're, it's one of the most successful franchises in history. Of well, I mean, to be fair, the Middle-Earth universe is extremely popular and was long before the films ever existed. <laughs> so they've, you know, they've got that going for them. Mm-hmm. And it was just done pretty, rather well. I mean, aside from the first third... Yeah. Well, that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. that's just it was, my it opinion. It was done well, and also was, well, and seriously, it was taken very seriously by uh, by Peter Jackson because he had Christopher Lee on board, who was actually kind of an unofficial Tolkien expert. As he read it once a year. It was so. also one of the first few movies that did the HD filming too, if mm-hmm. I remember right. So it actually gave it that pretty look. I guess you might as well call the it big pretty on the, the bright screen. Because the yeah. first one was episode one, but they developed it. Lucas developed it for that movie, so yeah. it didn't really shine through like it mm-hmm. did a few years later. I mean, the the cast was all great. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when they were first talking about uh, the movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, somebody had mentioned to me that Jeremy Irons had actually been uh, considered to be Gandalf. And I was just like, the German guy from Die Hard with a Vengeance? <laughs> and uh, I was just like, oh, God. And I'm so Nein, glad. Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> Nein, Frodo. Nein. Where is das Ring? Uh, Honestly, um, I think you probably just nailed it when you said just the kind of the anticipation for yeah. And another thing, and I'm not giving Keith the chance to talk here. <laughs> is um you know 97 98 99 is when everything started to go super heavy cg and this was real stuff again thanks matrix yeah, yeah. thank yeah, you pretty much thanks keanu oh, oh, i know kung fu, oh, I know kung fu. <laughs> not nothing against keanu he's a great no, guy he's apparently. a great guy yeah but you know so and you can tell the difference between even now you can tell the difference between cgi and actual oh, yeah. real swords and shit oh yeah, yeah. No, and I think also it was good. I mean, for me to had you know, I didn't know of the Lord of the Rings lore going into the movie and stuff. But for me, it was it was a it was a fantasy movie, mm-hmm. which you didn't have too much of. And it was, you know, I think it got a lot of people of okay, you was a fan of Tolkien, or I like dwarves, D and D stuff. It was mm-hmm. elves, dwarves, yeah. hobbits, no, stuff like that. It's the <laughs> wizards and <laughs> Keith. You're- Sorry. The ironic the ironic part about that, Keith, is the fact that Dungeons and Dragons wouldn't exist if it hadn't been for Tolkien. Because he drew it from yeah. He created the way we understand elves, dwarves, sorcerers, wizards, dragons, orcs. And that's that's in everything. Look at look at uh, the Elder Scrolls, look at the elves in that. Look at the the dwarves in that, you know. They live underground and elves have pointy ears. Mm -hmm. Arrogant. So let's also Swing to Logic Town real quick, as to why it did good. Good at archery. What yeah. else was there in the middle of December? They came out in the middle of December. Yeah. What else was in theaters? Nothing. And that's where really no. started that that winter blockbuster thing too. But Keith kind of already talked about this. There wasn't really a huge fantasy series out in the '90s that I can think of. So mm. it really brought everything back in perspective. Then, of course, you had Star Wars, which is sci-fi fantasy, no, come was, back in as well. It was all and, sci-fi. It's sci-fi. Matrix, Star Wars. Yeah. Matrix, Star Wars, It Stargate. started to come back yeah. into that stuff. Star Trek. And I think he just released it at the right time, early do. 
I'm trying to think. Star Wars. I'm trying <laughs> to think of all the other fantasy movies in the 90s. You know, That's the thing is I'm trying to think of... Like that's elven huge. fantasy. The fact yeah. that you guys are racking your brain so yeah. hard yeah. is indicative exactly. in and of itself. You yeah. can't think of anything else. The closest thing I can think of is well, Stargate because Stargate. it was Egyptian. And I think yeah. Dark Crystal, but that's what late no, 80s. That's, 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 that's 80s. 80s. So exactly. Yeah. That, that's about the closest thing. Willow. That was 80s. Late 80s. 80s. Willow exactly. doesn't count. Willow's not a real movie. But exactly. <laughs> 80s. You can't really <laughs> think of anything in the 90s because most of the 90s was... Oh, dig that doll. That's no. a good one. Well. Willow's not a real movie. <laughs> That's not a real movie. Yeah. Wasn't also George Lucas one? Uh-huh. George Lucas and Steven yeah, Spielberg? He no, Steven Spielberg was not involved. No. I think Lucas produced it like Howard yeah. the Duck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Howard the Duck. Also not a real movie. <laughs> That's that. That is Howard the Duck is the Citizen Kane of bad movies. (laughs) (laughs) Doing that shit again. Alex is on fire. (laughs) While we're on while we're on George Lucas and Star Wars, though, that may have been what helped Lord of the Rings as well because that's the Star Wars hype started up again in '96 with Shadows of the Empire, and it started to get more popular again. Okay. But that's when all that stuff started to become popular again. So maybe they kind of rode the success of Star Wars a little bit, which is not a bad thing because these are really, really damn good movies. The other thing, right in that same time frame, is the I always try to call it more when Elder Scrolls series started to get popular. Warcraft was also very popular at the time. No, not World of Warcraft people. Warcraft, which I still want Warcraft for, motherfuckers. Never. Yeah. Oh no, I will buy Blizzard. You'll you'll get the remake of three before you get four. Yeah. I'm okay with that, but I will buy Blizzard. Okay. There's there's hints and job postings that they're. I will buy Blizzard and force them to make Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> you would need more money than God to buy if, Blizzard. If I win Powerball, it's one of those one billion dollar ones. That's where my money's going. It's not enough. I'll fucking. You can buy some stock. Yeah. I, here, I'll bankroll the game. Because I will bankroll the fucking game then. That is pretty much all you need these days. If you could bankroll the Activision game. Activision too. But I mean, I think we can what, all What's going to save them? Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> they have Activision. That's that's Call of Duty money. Yeah, that's, that's Call of Duty's been failing terribly lately. Yeah. Battlefield kicks its ass. We're not talking about Call of Brohams. <laughs> but I believe we can all agree that, that Peter Jackson kind of was in the right place at the right time with these and releasing them. Well, I do know, you know, uh, having been a child of, of that era, um, you guys aren't much younger than me, but I am uh, I am old enough to remember seeing the Rankin-Basque movies when they first came out and this is what we had you know prior to the peter jackson movies you got a kick in the nuts and you liked it yeah if you wanted if you wanted to see a cinematic version and um i had a uh at one time in my life i had both a hobbit and a lord of the rings like radio play it was it was the full thing with different actors all and everything. Hours. <laughs> huh? Said all 120 the hours. The Lord of the Rings one was 10 discs. Each disc was oh, eight hours long. Oh, here I thought I was joking. Hours. 80 oh, hours. So by the time um, you put The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings together, it probably was 120 the Hobbit, hours. The Hobbit was about 10 hours in and of itself. Oh, God. But it's fully cast. Oh. Sound Who effects, music, every I don't know. He's I like, can't I find it again. I have looked everywhere for it, and I cannot find it. Keith, you have a mission. Yeah, I'm looking um, up now. Don't worry. 
but it came in a it came in a wooden box and if there was like wood burning uh uh elvish script all over Same it friend was, and yeah. enter and 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 uh it it was it was nine discs all right it came out in 1981 <laughs> okay yeah by bbc radio yep that's it that's, that's the that's one that's a bad thought so that would be now there was there was a twelve part original adaptation in nineteen fifty five and fifty six of which no recordings are known to have survived. That sounds like the BBC when they lost most of their shit. Yep. Um, so God, that was sorry, I had to laugh there. I just had this visual of these. Apparently, like, it got re released in two thousand two after Peter Jackson's success. Yeah, had this visual. That's probably of how I ended up with nerdy a copy chicks of it. with the, getting ready to do it, and then she's like, "Say friend and enter." <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> uh, anyway, and so, holy shit! Sorry, all right, sorry. I'm, no, go ahead. Please share. Is, is this Ian Holm was the original Bilbo, wasn't yeah. he? He uh-huh. was in the radio play uh-huh. as Bilbo. Yeah, holy shit, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, wow. Sorry, that just um, isn't that really part cool. of the reason he got him. I don't know. Well, I'm that. sorry, he was Frodo. I'm sorry, he was Frodo in the radio play. Mm-hmm. That's still really damn cool, though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but it was fully cast, voice acted. You know, um, you ever see the? Did you ever re, uh, listen to the Star Wars radio dramas? No. Okay. Well, they made Star Wars radio dramas. Yeah. Um, same deal. Um, fully cast, used music, uh, sound effects, everything. The only thing really close good. to that I've listened to is the um, Air of the Empire trilogy, but it's the same guy doing all the voices. Okay. But he does a really good job, and you have trouble telling it's the same guy. Yeah. But. Um, but anyway, aside from that, your only choice was to either read the books or watch the terrible Rankin Bass <laughs> oh, films. God, and uh, you know, up until that point, those were your choices. And uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that. We got off on that tangent oh, just about the why radio Peter play. Jackson's was successful. Yeah, well, it. I mean, up until then, you know, Lord of the Rings fans really didn't have anything to to go into other than those things that I just mentioned. Song of Fire and Ice. Did, when did that Song start? of Ice and Fire? Well, that started yeah, in the nineties. That started in the nineties. Okay, I believe ninety five. So maybe that helped kind of get the ball rolling again. I don't know. It's the same kind of okay, universe. So you've never read the books? Nope. Okay. Well, wait. I'm gonna I've go never, off on a, let me even put it this way. I've never even watched an okay. episode of the TV I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. You were talking about... We 96. Were talking, okay, we were close. talking about um, the the Tolkien, the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and the Hobbit basically being like descriptive, overly descriptive. Yep. Okay? A Song of Ice and Fire, the novelizations are basically food porn. Food <laughs> porn. He spends just... more time talking about food. Then he does anything else in those So then books. why is there all the sex scenes in the TV show? Because sex gets people to watch. You put tits in something, people will watch it. I don't it. know. If you put a nice steak well, in it, I'll fucking watch it. Too. <laughs> oh, man, that looks good. The sex is also in the books, too, in the novel. It, it is. It really is. But it's a lot more subdued but, yeah. than it is in the I was just bringing that TV up show. as the... That's that kind of you know medieval fantasy stuff, so maybe yeah. that also helped well, kind true. of get the ball Because it came going. out in 96, which is when Shadows of the Empire was released, so... Well, I don't know. You know, I'm just talking and at mass. The Game of Thrones series, Son of Ice Fire is really good, except for uh, A Feast for Crows. Son of a bitch, that one fucking drags. <laughs> good God. It only goes through like a, was it, like a one or two month period or something? It's a very small amount of time, lore-wise, but it just fucking drags. But anyway, getting back on topic. Not, not to sound like the average fat <laughs> American, but God I don't damn. read books anymore. <laughs> I'd rather just watch the movie. 
And and so George R. R. Martin is going to pull a Robert Jordan with the Wheel of Time and die off where he finishes no. the fuckers. He's going to die. <laughs> don't you talk to me about Robert Jordan novels? No, no. But anyway, so that's the Fellowship. So we can go on to um, the Two, two towers. towers, the movie. One quick point here. Did you, and I don't know if you guys might have talked about it while I was pulling over and taking the whiz. It looks like the radio dramas are on YouTube. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well. Well. Fuck me, Freddy. <laughs> it, so just, it says like one of 13 and they're like two hours long. So yeah. that would Now be don't about. go over that that one terabyte you got at your house. Shut up. He's already <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to find those. I want how you found those. <laughs> They probably just Googled it. Because from here Lord on out... the Rings, Radio Drama, YouTube. I will be <laughs> listening to those while I sleep for the rest of eternity. You have no idea how, how badly I've to wanted to have those back. I, it, oh, God fucking damn it. There you go. <laughs> Fuck you, YouTube. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> and that does it for another episode of The Geekaholics. What crazy shenanigans will our hosts get into next? Join us on the next fun-filled episode to find out. Same geek time, same geek channel.